0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, August 4th, 2020, and I do appreciate you being with me. Okay, August, uh, we began trading in August. July is done, and that means most of the earnings season is past. We're still going to have earnings. They still come in, but the bulk of all the earnings are done. Uh, So, And it was actually a very good earnings season, better than expected. But trying to remind you, keep you reminded that the analysts always downgrade earnings weeks before the earnings season ends so that... They can come in below the actual earnings, and the earnings are all a surprise on the upside. That's always been the trend for recent history. They do it on purpose, okay? And it's okay that they do it on purpose as long as you realize that. Uh, So, like, 70% of the earnings of S&P 500 are better than expected. That's in a normal year. So, when it gets above that, then you know that we've had a pretty good season because it's more than in the normal expectations of better earnings. So I, that's what I'm talking about. Their earnings were actually better than the expectations and even the upgrades. So, um, but don't think, don't confuse that with being uh, that great because, you know, we're still way below our pre-COVID uh, earnings. So that's still a problem. A lot of industries, too, are struggling. So don't don't forget that. Okay, COVID is still here. I Here in California, I don't know about where you are, but here in California, the numbers are turning down again. So it looks like we peaked again for the second time uh, and that numbers are starting to go down in the right direction. Not that they reopened anything or going to reopen anything anytime soon necessarily. We still, you know, a lot of restaurants are are eating, letting you eat in the parking lot because the cities are letting them put tents and stuff in the parking lot so they can dine out. They're, everybody's trying to cope, right? I did read a statistic the other day that over 100,000 restaurants will not be reopening. Will not. They're closed permanently. I'm Steve Peasley and today on this program and podcast, I will do my best to provide you some unbiased answers to any of your financial questions, financial and investment questions. And, you know maybe we can talk about strategies and of course we all have to deal with the volatility that's been with us and so i'm ready here i'm ready this is a call and show you are the main driver of what we talk about and the number is 888-99-CHART okay so remember we're um, my firm is kpp financial in irvine california it's an independent uh, money management firm and of course, we are very dedicated to unbiased guidance. And we are very dedicated to uh, investor strategies that we we use for ourselves. We call it parallel investing. My money is right along with your money every time. If uh, we don't do well in, in the various programs, well, I don't do well either. So it keeps us focused. Trust me, it keeps me focused. It really does. So again, we'd love to have you as a client if you're interested. Let's talk. Go click on investor.com, send me an email. Now, I'm ready for your calls. 888 chart and if you have not noticed, uh, for the time being, Justin and I are not, have postponed our in our travel to various cities. However, thanks to t- technology, today I did a Skype call. We can do Skype calls, review portfolios. We can do, you know, uh, telephone, Skype. There's many ways to do it. The share screens. So if you're interested and you want us to take a look at your portfolio, help you with it, we'll be happy to take a look at it and give you some guidance. Uh, So please do that. To do that, all you have to do is go to investtalk.com, investtalk.com, with two T's in there, dot com, or call our KPP financial offices in Irvine, California. Again, investtalk.com. My focus point today concerns the story Microsoft has confirmed talks to buy TikTok. In the US, why would Microsoft want to buy TikTok? Should we be happy about it? If you're a Microsoft owner, you own their stock. Is this a good thing for you, for them? Convinced that it is. I really am not. But that's going to be our focus point today. So, what would be the problems with TikTok? Remember, TikTok uh, owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company that is subject to. China's law and other forms of, of coercion. This has given rise for two lines of concern. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in more detail. Also, by the way, did you see what gold did today? It was above 2,000, but did you see what silver did today? Gold moved up, what, 2%, a little more than 2%? Silver moved up like 6%. Remember we talked about this a week or two ago and... Someone said, you know, so we were talking about buying gold, and I said, well, maybe silver might be the, the, the metal to own now, because gold has moved up nicely. Not that gold would not, would, not that gold would stop moving up, it's still moving up, but I thought silver had some catching up to do, try to catch up a little bit today. Anyways, so what I want to talk about, everyone is talking about a correction. Lots of experts out there warning us about a correction, talk about that and how will we all return to work? What is it going to look like? not going to be the same as it was before. No matter what this COVID thing, whatever happens, it's just not going to be the same. So what's that going to look like? And number three, oil is stabilizing on upbeat readings on manufacturing activity. So let's talk about manufacturing activity. How good is it? So, natural gas, Talk about natural gas and oil, you know, because they're related here. There's relationships there. Anyways, those are the, things, the topics I want to discuss if we get to them, but of course, you come first, not me. Market was up today, 164 points on the Dow, 38 points on the NASDAQ, and 12 points on the S&P 500. So, an update, the market has been pretty bullish, Right? It helps that the Federal Reserve is spending tons, <laughs> is lowering the interest rates and spending tons of money, ballooning up their balance sheet. And it also helps that the government is trying to put together another spending package because that's all money pouring into the system, and some of it's going to hit the stock market. That's what the investors think. That's why they're driving up prices. Now, have you probably noticed, you know? We do our best. Justin, I do our best to get as many call questions in as possible. So let's take one right now. Let's take one from our anytime listener line number, 888-99-CHART.
2: Hi, this is Nick from Pennsylvania. I'm calling to get some information about buying Texas Instruments. Take your symbol TXN. Any information you could provide would be appreciated. Thank you. Okay, Texas
1: Instruments. Uh, they're a $121 billion company. manufactures analog, ICSs, embedded processors used in personal electronics devices and other things. They, are cons- they consistently make money. They consistently grow their money. There's very few years that they don't grow their money. They're going to make $5.14 this year. Le- that's less than it was last year. That's the estimate. Last year, it's $5.24. Next year, it's $5.40. So biggest issue I have is sales are falling the last four quarters, I'm I'm take that back one, eight quarters, seven quarters sales have fallen seven quarters in a row. And you know, it's gonna make $5.40. It's $132 stock. That does not tell me that this is inexpensive, it tells me it's expensive. Now, The five-year range, for it's PE 16 to 28, and it's around 26 or so, so it's on the top of the range. Um, It had a good day today, up 2.25%. But I think it's having to struggle at this 130 to 135 area. And unless it breaks through, oh, about 136 on gusto, I wouldn't be a buyer of it. I wouldn't. Wait for a pullback. There's no rush. Texas is not going anywhere. It's not going to take off on you. So there's no rush here. Just watch it. If it pulls back to about 122, that's strong support. The next area is about 117, 118, somewhere in there. I, I'd much prefer to buy on one of those down strokes. Okay? Okay, you're listening to Invest Talk. my name is Steve Peasley, August has begun and we're forging ahead. I had dedicated investors, we may not be fearless, but we do try to manage our fear and greed. That's one of the two emotions that matter, fear and greed. So that is the necessity of managing your money. Of course, balancing the risks that you're taking. That task requires information, effective strategies. You can get, you, you, you can deal with volatility. But you gotta, gotta have some knowledge. Okay, so we're gonna help you with that. So let's talk about it. Your participation is important and part of the mix of the whole program. And we're taking your calls live at 888 99 Chart.
3: It's an Invest Talk Tuesday. Steve Peasley is here today taking your calls live. How's your portfolio doing? Are you prepared for continuing market volatility? You've got questions, so call Invest Talk. 888 99 Chart.
1: 888 992 4278. Let's talk to Noah in Honolulu. Noah. Aloha from Honolulu, Stephen. You lucky guy, you.
4: Well, <laughs> I guess if you've got to be quarantined or locked down, this is not a bad place to have to go through that.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I love Hawaii. I've been there probably, oh, 10, 12 times over my lifetime, and I hope to go get another few more times. I love the islands. I just, well, you know, Honolulu is a little too city-fied, but I still, I go I like to go on the other side of, of the island, and that's really great it
4: well, they're all different, everything from the Garden aisle yep. to the Big aisle, into which you could put all the other yep. aisles, but um, it's it's a special place, at least now the governor allow us to fly inter-island without a quarantine, but if you come visit now, you're locked down in your hotel for uh, two weeks, and if you dare try to go yeah. out, every day in the paper, they put pictures of people that have been captured, caught from breaking quarantine, and it's even... It's either $5,000 up front or they put you on a plane and send you back.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, I'm not going Steve, there now. I, I Let's a, put it that way.
4: Okay. Got, got a question for you. Um, <laughs> sure. I, I know um, uh, a long time ago you talked about short-term trading sentiment. And uh, I right. wondered if you'd talk about that again and re- remind us of what that involves. And then I have a second issue, and it may well involve that subject. And that is uh, about a week ago, I saw a, a seminar, a conference, a small news clip with, uh, with um, Cook, Tim Cook, uh, and I noticed you know, his earnings were coming out at the end of the week, Thursday, I think, Friday morning and uh, Thursday night, and um, he just had a certain flair about his attitude, and I, I kind of took that to think, well, you know, maybe these earnings are going to beat market expectations. So, um, I, you know, I went ahead and made an investment into Apple, pretty good sizable one. And, of course, I've been very extremely happy with it. But, you know, I want to be, be careful, and I wanted to get your opinion on a, probably a 3% trailing stop. Uh, trailing stop and uh, just get your opinion on those two subjects, sir.
1: Okay. Um, short-term trading, it's a very difficult thing to do on a consistent basis. Um, I might have to take this uh, Noah after the break I'm being told on my yellow earphones that we got less than a minute for the break so let me pick this subject up after the break if you don't mind if you hold on great if not that's okay too uh, let's see on the next invest talk this story the Dallas Fed president says the U.S. labor market is weakening and the unemployment rate for the rest of this year would likely be higher than previously thought That story is tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live at 888 99 Listen, I'm really glad I
4: found you guys again. I was first introduced when you were on a local AM station out here and
0: stumbled into you guys back on the Internet. Talk is here to help. Thank you. And we thank you for listening.
3: We're listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-chart.
1: Noah, are you still there? I'm right here, Steve. Okay, good. Let's talk about short-term trading. There's different types of trading going on. There's day trading. There's swing trading, uh, and I don't. I'm particular. I don't particularly care for day trading. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, swing trading is much more difficult to do than just investing. I like investing, meaning that it, uh, it's possible that you could have a short-term gain and take some profits. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying my idea of buying something is to hold on to it for a while. Now. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with short-term trading, but you really have to be, in, uh, be focused. you got to stay with your trade. you got to watch it every day. It's just difficult. It's a lot of work, more work than people think. I think your 3% stop, no is a little tight uh, because recently 3% has been easy for Apple, right? I mean, you look at Apple and you can see that, I mean, today it was up, oh, only about little about two-thirds of one percent but there's been days recently that three percent would easily blown you out of it so it might be a little tight i'm thinking more maybe if you still want to tight out five percent i think would be more realistic um i have a feeling three well, percent will take you out
2: right but it's uh you
4: know i think it was 408 today or in that 438 more than that i just 438 4, is what I meant. yeah so yes. 5% is going to take you down to almost 400 and that would be a significant drop. Uh I would think a, a swing Well, 5 5% where... is
1: 20 21 and a half points. And and right. it would not yeah, yeah, that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it's been very volatile recent. So you just will be taken out probably. And and that's not a problem if you want to get out. Yeah. You know,
4: well, that, what that, is your general opinion on a stock like this? That's really an emotional play. It's supposed to split four for one. I think yep. it goes ex-dividend in three days. So it should adjust for the price after ex-dividend, I would believe. But yet the P.E. is well over 30. Uh, so I look at it as a short-term play, uh, but with a stop to protect myself on the downside, should the sentiment change? Your thoughts, sir?
1: Well, if it's a short-term play, I would. I own Apple. I've owned Apple since two thousand eight. So, just so you know, you know, in my managed accounts, we've owned it quite some time. Uh, I, I think it's gotten ahead of itself. So, I do think it's going to give some of that back. I do, and I think it'll give more than three percent of it back. Uh, so, if I were you, and you treated it as a short-term play, I would take profits off. I'd take half my profits off the table now, and. Keep the tight stop until, you know, until you get stopped out. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Noah. Thanks for the call. My focus point today, focus point. Microsoft has confirmed talks to buy TikTok in the U.S. Now, remember, TikTok is a Chinese company, uh, which got in trouble with the government because uh, Chinese. this Chinese company was owned by another company, which is reporting to all the data directly to the government of China. So the Communist Party, actually. So, you know, all the data that they gather from American citizens, they were sharing with the government, and we didn't like that, okay? So, why would Microsoft want to buy this? Now, perhaps it, to give it a stronger presence in social media, because TikTok is a pretty popular piece of software these days. Um, TikTok, it's a video hosting app for users generating content. It's like a social media inflected YouTube. You make little uh, YouTube things, uh, videos of yourself, and you can add comments and do different things with it. Pretty popular. So does Microsoft want to get into that business? That means they're going to compete with Facebook. And Facebook, they kind of, Microsoft and Facebook have been kind of cooperating the last couple of years. So does this mean now they're going to be competing? Maybe that's a good thing. We need some competition with Facebook. But this is not Microsoft's cup of tea. This is not the kind of thing, the social media kind of thing is not what they do. And remember, the government is looking at concentrations of power in big tech. So how are they looking at this? Is it that they're looking at it like, oh, well, Microsoft is with TikTok will now compete with Facebook when before they were kind of in bed with Facebook? It's a tough call. I, by the way, we are, uh, one of our managed accounts is an owner of Microsoft. So it's a, t- I'm thinking, do I really like the deal? I don't know if I do as, an, as a shareholder of Microsoft. I don't know, it's just not, just not their cup of tea um, that they know how to do this. I mean, Microsoft is a huge company now. Just not sure I like the name. Now, every talk listener is probably an investor in the stock market or planning to start investing. And the New York Stock Exchange, NYSE, is the world's largest and most liquid capital source. So, as to go to break, here's my two-part trivia question. What is the average daily trade volume on the New York Stock Exchange? And what percentage of foreign companies from the Asia-Pacific region are listed on the New York Stock Exchange? I'll have the answers right after the break. But for now, my phone lines are open and I encourage you to give a call eight 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 ninety nine 888-99-CHART.
0: Invest talk is all about above-average investing for the average investor. How do you prepare your retirement plan for a volatile market? Talk about
5: it now, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust K E R O N E dot com, hackerone dot com.
3: You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley. He's here now, taking your calls live. Invest Talk. 888 chart Okay, before the
1: break, I gave you my trivia question. What is the average daily trade volume in dollars, by the way, of the New York Stock Exchange? And what percentage of foreign companies, foreign companies from the Asia-Pacific region are listed on the New York Stock Exchange? So here's the answer. The New York Stock Exchange was founded 228 years ago in a 17, 1792, a long time ago. Today, there are 2,400, more than 2,400 companies, the world's best companies, innovators, problem solvers, that are listed on the New York Stock Exchange, over 2,400. In general, foreign issuers that list on the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ follow the same rules and regulations as U.S. companies. Not all of them, but most of them, Uh, because there are certain exceptions. Okay, but, so what is the average daily trade volume in dollars on the New York Stock Exchange? 123 billion dollars per day. 123 billion dollars per day. And this is really surprising. What percentage of foreign companies from the Asia-Pacific region are listed on the New York Stock Exchange? 89%, almost 90%. 116 Asian Pacific companies... With a monetary value of approximately two point eight trillion dollars, eighty nine percent. Do you find that surprising? For European companies, how much do you think? How much? What's their percentage? Eighty eight percent are listed on the New York Stock Exchange. One hundred fifty six companies in total, with a monetary value of approximately four hundred and forty three trillion. Okay, think about that. New York Stock Exchange has twenty four hundred companies. And 90% or so are from Asia, 116, and uh, uh, 88% from Europe, but that's only 156 companies. Think how how many companies are U.S.-based. Almost all the companies in the world are U.S.-based, public companies, U.S.-based. Isn't that interesting? Anyways, American companies represent about 63% of U.S.-based listings. Uh, this is on the New York Stock Exchange. We're not talking about the NASDAQ. So there's a way, a NASDAQ, you got to add a lot more companies in there. 1729 companies, 1729 companies with a monetary value of 20.47 trillion U.S.-based. Anyways, Some interesting stats. Noel
2: Napa. How you doing, Noel? I'm doing good, Steve. Nice talking to you. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, switching uh brokers, brokerage houses. Uh uh. Uh-huh. I, I don't mean to sound like stop me if I sound like I'm a uh, advertisement for one, but uh I'm just curious what you think about what I'm doing in all aspects. Uh yeah, I've i started taking on a, a large amount of uh uh, margin uh, because, uh, in my mind, uh, you know, money is really cheap right now. I don't plan to keep it forever, uh, the margin, but uh, for right now, yeah. I, to my mind, it's a good move. Maybe you have different thoughts. But, uh, you uh, I'm with TD Ameritrade, and the, and the best interest rate I can get there is 3.1%. And this other brokerage house, IBKR, if you know anything about them, you can. On that, uh, it's, it's uh, uh, more than half uh, cheaper interest over there. So, what are your thoughts? Well, it depends how long you plan on keeping the
1: margin. If you plan to keep it more than a year, yeah, you want to get the cheaper cheaper va- cheaper costs. I, I don't particularly care to be on margin at this point. The market's pretty expensive, Noel. And so you're borrowing money to buy more stocks uh, while the market is expensive. I'm worried about that. But you want to check that technology. Because I know TD Ameritrade, which is our custodian that we use, full disclosure, they have very good technology. Okay. So that I like about them. And they just were bought by Schwab last year. So it's going to combine that that company into one. It's probably going to be Schwab eventually. So I don't know what, Shra- you might want to check Schwab's rate to see if they're in line with either TD or the other company you're looking at. And I would look at the other, not just the margin, but the other things that the other company provides. Are they, you know, are they are they good at their trades? Are they, they offer you fast uh, technology, uh, research of any kind? You know, do they, do, the, do the, you like their reports? You know the statements—is everything online, or do you have to get paper stuff? Those kinds of things I'd like lo- take a look at. No, good luck with it. Let's go to Sanjay in Minnesota. How you doing, Sanjay?
2: Oh, uh, not too bad. Uh, See you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for um, the I'm call. I'm looking at uh, uh, Echo Henry, Tom Henry. Um, I got it got two hundred dollars a week ago uh, for eighty bucks. Uh, and wondering if uh, uh, I should buy more gravity out. And uh, this is for like three to six months of cold for Christmas time. That's about it.
1: Okay. Uh, EHTH is Health Inc., everybody. Uh, it's headquarters in Santa Clara. Health insurance brokers for individuals, families, small businesses via six websites in 50 states. DC and China—they're a 1.8 billion dollar company. Uh, they make money. They made money for some time, and they're growing their sales quite strongly. Uh, the most recent quarter, 35 percent. That's even during the COVID problem. Before the COVID problem, it was 56 percent. Before the December last year's last quarter, it was 124 percent. So the company is growing very fast. Why did the stock collapse from $115 down to $90, and then from $90, that was in one day, 115 down to 90 and then from 90 to 71 in about two weeks? Do you want to know why that happened? Do you know why it happened, by the way? Maybe you, maybe the earnings came out? No.
2: The earnings were good, but I'm nervous that uh, uh, I can buy maybe three or 400 more to average it out. But... Uh, Mm-hmm. A bit, uh, so what you're doing
1: is what what you're doing is average, Sanjay. Is you're averaging down your stock. I don't like averaging down my stocks. I don't, I don't mind averaging down my mutual funds because they're a broad based. But you were looking at the numbers, you would think this would not be going down. Okay, they're gonna make five dollars and thirty-two cents and a seventy-dollar stock. That's not expensive. It's not. Okay. Was it fourteen, fifteen PE? Uh, so it is a good price for it. I need to find out why it's fallen falling so hard. I mean, it's fallen. I mean, that's it's The top was one hundred fifty bucks before COVID, right? And here it is, half price now. So, all oh, this whole time they haven't made up for anything. Where the whole market is has made up quite a bit. That makes me nervous. I don't know if I would do that. I I just don't know if I would. Um, It depends on how much faith and how much I knew about the company. I'd have to know the company very, very, very well and have lots of faith in it to average down like that. It's just fallen too hard, too hard. Maybe you'd be better off buying something else. Anyways, thanks for the call, Sanjay. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and yes, the economy started to reopen. Then we kind of slowed it down again. Now it's probably going to start to reopen because at least here in California, I know the numbers are starting to improve. But when? How much? You know there's 100,000 restaurants that are not going to open closed permanently. So how long is it going to take us to get back to our normal economic activity? I think it's going to be a couple of years you can't allow that, you know, to to affect your retirement objectives. You still, you know, you can't be controlled by this pandemic. You need to be in control. You take steps now, how to take that control. You know, on the show, we've made suggestions here, you know, we can't, we can't, the SEC won't let us, tell you what to buy and sell. We can only answer questions. When we answer those questions, you pay attention, we make suggestions here what you should be owning. You shouldn't be owning. Hopefully you're paying attention. Anyways, I encourage you to reach out to us if you want to talk about it. Justin Klein or, at, or myself at KPP Financial. You can reach out to us in our Irvine office. You can send us an email. We'll happy. We'll be happy to help in any way we can. We we are very good at answering our emails. Very good at helping people with their portfolios. Even if you're not a client, we'll still help you. Okay, so. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or you're close to retirement and you want to take a conservative approach or you're want to, you younger and you want to take a more aggressive opportunities. We kind of take that in consideration when we talk to you. So our goal, though, is always the same. No matter what age, where you are, it's all about financial freedom. That's what we'll talk to you about. Go to invest.com, send us a message, send us a copy of your portfolio, and tell us what you want to talk about, and we'll respond. I'm here. Take your calls now. We'll give you unbiased answers every day. We provide that every day. So give me a call. Live.
3: 888-99-CHART. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial. InvestTalk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are the principals of KPP Financial, and they are independent financial advisors. This means they place their clients' interests ahead of the firm's. As part of that commitment, KPP Financial practices parallel investing, where Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing and the other KPP financial programs at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART.
2: Hi, guys. My name is dan and i have a little bit of a question i'm about to hit my employee contribution for 2020 for my 401k so uh, i think it's 19500 and i'm about to hit it so my question is what should i do next should i look at a roth ira or some type of ira vehicle to start putting money in or are there other funds out there or ETFs that maybe I should be looking at? I'm uh, in my mid-40s, so I don't know if that uh, maybe impacts the uh, the answer, but I uh, figured I'd mention it. Okay, love the show. Thanks.
1: Yeah, if you're maxing out your 401k and you have the ability, a financial ability to open up an IRA, Roth, or a regular IRA, and... It's you don't make too much money where you're constricted from opening up that you got to talk to your account, because if you make too much money, and you can max out your 401k, they're not gonna allow you to put more money away. They're just not. If, if you are restricted or can't do that, then you open up a regular account, just a regular account, and you start building that. Now, in a regular account, there's no tax benefits. So you don't want to take a lot of capital gains in a regular account because you had to pay taxes. So, if you're going to do a lot of trading, you think you're going to do a lot of trading, make sure you do that in your IRA, your Roth IRA, your 401k. Try not to do a lot of trading in your regular account. So you don't have to pay capital gains, short term or long term. Short term capital gains is at your ordinary income tax rate. Long term capital gains is 20%. And you're just trying to be tax-efficient as best you can. But, yeah, you're looking to see if you can open up an IRA or Roth IRA with your income. I do believe there are income restrictions, especially after you've maxed out your 401k. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's go to Mike in Orange County. How are you doing, Mike? Want to talk about dividends? Hey, I'm. D- yeah, so my question is, uh, I know you can't uh, give advice on individual stock,
4: but I'm wondering what sector you would choose right now Pick a high-paying dividend stock.
1: Okay. If you're looking for dividends, I would suggest two areas that are paying really, really good dividends right now. And I won't mention companies, but I'll mention the telephone industry, two really big companies. You can guess what they might be. Pay very good dividends. And... The tobacco industry pay very high dividends. We were talking about the tobacco industry today, Justin, myself, and a couple of my money manager guys, and you know I particularly like that tobacco company out of uh, out of um, let's see, I, I guess I could say British Isles. Very large tobacco companies and very large telephone companies, they're paying very high dividends and very stable dividends. That might be the areas I would look at. That help you, Mike?
4: Yes, yes. Thank you very much for the info.
1: Yeah. You can mention the companies on the air. I just can't mention them to you.
4: Yeah. Right? Well, I had a look at it. it seemed like they were paying actually a very large dividend right now, which I'm yes. not sure how well that will hold up. I think they're almost hey. at 7%.
1: Yeah, AT&T will be able to pay, they pay, uh, they have a $7.80 cash flow, $30 stock. Uh, they can easily pay 7% and not have a problem with that. That's one of the companies we own in our managed accounts. Okay, Mike, appreciate the call. This is Invest Talk. I'm C. Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom, and that goal never changes. So we have more work to do, do we not? Get your questions in now, 888 99Chart.
0: Here's another benefit when you sign up for our Invest Talk Insider program a brief list of real estate investment trusts, REITs, that should be on investors' radar if they're looking for exposure to this dividend focused sector. You can sign up for this free Invest Talk Insider program on investtalk.com.
3: Invest Talk, the president of the Dallas Federal Reserve says the U.S. labor market is weakening and high unemployment is likely to continue through 2020. Why and is he right? That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here and he's taking your calls and questions live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hi,
4: this is Andrew Brown calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I love your show, and I appreciate everything you do for us listeners. I was calling about a stock, KL, Kirkland Lake. I was looking to buy this stock. It looks like it just recently acquired another gold mining company known as D-E-T-O-U-R Gold. So let me know what your thoughts are on this company. look forward to listening on the podcast. Thanks.
1: Okay, this is Kirkland Lake Gold. Limited symbol is as as KL. It's a Canadian firm engaged in the provision of mining and mineral exploration in Canada and Australia. And you know, they just bought a, a gold mining company. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Have a lot of information on that. But I do like the area because they're supplying the nuts and bolts for other gold mining companies. Okay. When I say you know, they're provisioning of mining and mineral exploration. Okay, so I kind of like that. They make money, They their sales grew 100% in the most recent quarter, 107%. Before that was 82%, before that was 47%. So the growth has really spiked, and it's not that overpriced. It's, it is overbought, but not overpriced. Overbought means it's gotten ahead of itself, the price has been gone, shot up, more buyers have pressed into it, and it's Overbought. Too many people getting into the trade all at one time. That means it'll probably come back down a little bit. It made a 52-week high today, up 3.5%. I would wait for a pullback. I think it'll get a good pullback probably 5%, back to 50, $50 a share, somewhere in that range. Meanwhile, earnings are going up. Sales are going up. Uh, the they're, they're only talking about a 17-17 PE or so. Maybe 16 PE. So for the growth rate, you're not overpaying. And I think gold has a long, long way to go. Gold prices, silver prices have a long way to go. So I'd like to play it. But I wait for a minor pullback because it is overbought. Then I'd enter it into the trade. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Okay. Um, how will we t- return to work? How are we going to return to work after this COVID thing? And what is it going to look like? That's been that that's a question on my mind and everybody else's mind. Uh so we have seen people working from home in certain industries and it's working very well. I have a feeling that's a permanent change. Okay? So you're gonna see phased-in workers coming to back to work. It's going to be a phased process in a lot of businesses because they don't—they're they're still working from home and very efficient. Those who need more supervision or whatever and whatever they're doing, they'll phase those guys back into the office. So it's going to be a phased in process. So I think that's a, a given. The office is going to look different. The spacing is going to look different. They're going to have shields. There's going to be a lot more cleaning. And there's going to be a lot less demand for office space, personal opinion. That's going to hurt the, you know, companies like WeWorks. Remember, I am in a WeWork building myself, and hardly anybody's come back. There's hardly anybody in there. I mean, when my guys come in, we come in at least once a week, sometimes twice. When my guys come in, we're a small operation. We're by far the largest group of people in the building. So that tells you how small it is. I mean, how few people are coming back. And I don't think that's going to be all that many that will come back because working from home, so you're going to have less office space. You're going to have more tech, a lot more tech, a lot more Zoom meetings and Skype meetings. I'm doing, I should dramatically increase my Skype and Zoom meetings. Justin does more Zoom than I do. I do more Skype. Maybe because... That's why I learned on, but you know it's just going to continue to explode. That's what it's going to look like, people. It's going to continue. I'm Steve Peasley. Thank you for listening to Invest Talk. We'll return tomorrow. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members that they can choose over a hundred archived Invest Talk podcasts, all free, all free downloads. Get them at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com.